Okay, we are officially recording now. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Front Row Negative. This is it is I, your host, Aaron, along with your boy Chris. And we are back again for this uh, toy talk that we're going to do again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing toys this time. We, we are not doing toys. Uh, I know after the last two shows, I've been questioned already a few times. Is, is this a toy podcast? It is not. We are everything inclusive except for certain topics. Uh, toys, we'll save for another day. We'll, we'll go yeah. back to toys. We'll go back to toys eventually. Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you guys, this is a low-key toy, uh, toy podcast. We, uh, we snuck it in on you. You weren't ready, and now you're subscribed, and you can't unsubscribe, so you're stuck, yeah. son. Yeah, we did get a few new subscribers <laughs> through uh, our channel feed, which is you know, oh, great. Fantastic. We did. We got some followers. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, Appreciate that. Along with that, that's that's good. I mean, we got followers. That's good. We got subscribers. That's good. Um, reviews have come in, and unfortunately... One person has left a one-star review on our iTunes account. What? They didn't leave a name. They didn't leave a comment. They just left a one-star review. So maybe that person doesn't like toys. (laughs) Or maybe that person uh, just hates Mountain Dew. I don't know. Oh, my God. I have no idea. I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's the internet. Like, what? What am I supposed to? Whatever. <laughs> like, uh, you know what? Yeah. Then don't listen. Yeah. You dingleberry, you don't like it. Go find yeah. another podcast. I hate to tell you this, but there's a ton out there. I yeah. like to think we, I like to say that we're the only podcast on the planet, but we're not. So if you don't like it, you ain't got nothing nice to say. Don't say nothing at all. Peace pretty, off. Pretty much. No offense, but who cares? Especially if you are, you don't want to put your name. You left a one, you took two seconds. You wasted. Yeah. Two seconds of your life to put a one star review on a podcast that you obviously didn't like. What are you doing with your time? How else are you wasting your time? If you want to leave some feedback on how else you waste your time, let me know. They left the one star, then they bounced. Uh, wow. which is I guess this is it gives us the new day for uh you know for the internet. Welcome to the internet. One star, I'm out. That's so stupid. Yeah. But uh, hey man, whatever. I mean that's what the internet and the internet is for. Uh, slandering people anonymously, as Ben Affleck said in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Pretty much. Pretty much. So besides that, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I um, got a raise at work. Oh, wow. That's that's really good. That's really, yeah, the job yeah. that you can't speak of, right? Well, <laughs> you know, as of right now, I can't mention it, but uh, it's the um, – some would say it's the <laughs> – it's the um, – it's a pillar of the comic community. Some would say it's the bedrock of Houston comics. Uh, I hope people don't put that together and I hope you don't get in trouble right now, <laughs> but I know where you work at. Well, I know where you work at and I know the company you work for. Cause I visit that establishment here and there. I missed yeah. last weekend because I have kids and I wasn't able to do it. And also married and had to do a lot of chores outside, which also caused me to miss it. But it is a nice store and franchise it you missed the franchise. sale man there was a huge sale you missed out yeah i know i wanted to take a part of that i i still have money left over from the the toy uh show 
from that show that we will not talk about anymore. From that collectibles, that collectibles uh, expo. <laughs> that, that show that we talked about extensively last week. <laughs> I have funds left over with. Oh, so uh, I don't want to go. <laughs> we we, we got to stay the straight and narrow on this one. You got to stay on the, on the path. We We're on path. it, man. We're going to get it. So that's good to hear that you're doing good. And let's just jump into our first part of the show. What are you watching? What are you playing? What are you reading? And thank you for to Clay Wayne Hirsch. What are you listening to? And you can go first. You can take it away. Uh, what I've been watching has been the um, uh, A&E biographies. Went back and caught up on those for the uh, WWE A&E biographies. Okay. okay. Um, they did. Well, well, I've watched um, Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, Macho Man. We watched uh, Booker T, sucker. <laughs> $20. Five time. Five, 25, technically. Five time. Five time. <laughs> well, you know people can't see you. They can only hear you. Oh, well, <laughs> just use your mind's eye. I know I was getting I was getting in character. Okay. Um, but uh, now, nah, man, that and, of course, Dark Side of the Ring started again. Uh, they just came out with that new episode that I haven't watched yet about the uh, David Arquette uh, attempted murder. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I need to watch that. I, I want to know what the hell's going on with it. Um, I did watch the Brian Pillman stuff though, man. Talk about a sad story. God. Unbelievable. So you've been catching up on the wrestling documentaries. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's where my uh, attention has been outside of uh, constantly doodling superheroes for money. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Notice I do. I said doodling, not diddling. It's a whole different business. Well, I would hope that you aren't diddling superheroes. I, I would hope not. <laughs> no sunny days for the uh, no the sunny days. Community. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's not the boys, but uh, okay. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, at the end of the day, doodling and diddling are very similar words, and they're totally two totally, totally different things. You're about to have Chris Hansen just pop up behind you on the screen, and that's <laughs> what the seat. What superheroes? Hey, Teen Titans are superheroes, dude. All the Teen Titans are in their fifties. Well, they are now. Yeah, they... so there's no such thing as Teen Titans. True enough. So you covered the watching. Have you been listening to anything? Um, I mean, the, the my prerequisite stuff I usually listen okay, to. Okay, just I, your I, usual podcast. Yeah, okay. I know. I know. I'm just not an exciting guy. Things pop up every now and then that uh, you know, I love to fill you guys in on, but. It's been kind of basic recently, so that's no problem. So, I guess I'll take over. With um, I have been listening to well, I start off with what, what I've been watching because uh, the new Spiral movie comes out this week. I went I went through and watched the Saw movies. Oh, okay. I watched the first three, then I stopped for all. Then I picked up the next set and watched a few of those. And last night I finished off part eight, which I think is uh, Jigsaw. And talk about a movie that bends over backwards, does 15 different flips, resurrects itself to keep a suspenseful mind trick show or series going. Uh, this is basically, this is Batman, the movie, the horror movie set. It's, it is incredibly, <laughs> they, uh, head scratching how they how they think of ways to keep this thing mis- alive keep it alive and mislead the uh the viewer so far 
It's um, on life support. It's on life support more than Jigsaw himself was. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. And he was on life support for three movies. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I watched the I watched Jigsaw last night. It was different. Um, honestly, I believe that the movie should have ended after part four. Well, I think believe four was a good wrap up. Should yep. have stopped, uh, and it didn't. It kept going because sequels equal money. That was before uh, number four ended with what's your face, right? The chick. Uh, uh, four ended with, or was it the cop that was like the spoilers? Like it was the yeah Hoffman. Four started with Hoffman. Okay, okay. Four started with Hoffman. Uh, yeah, it, it it's a decent movie series. You really have to watch these like back to back to back to back to enjoy them. If you watch them one at it like one off at a time. You're not going to enjoy it. You have to watch. They're all connected. You have to watch them back to back to back. And that's really the only bad thing I can say about the Saw movies. And that's what makes them different from like the Friday 13th or the Nightmare on Elm Streets or the Halloweens or any of the other like typical franchises out there is that you have to watch these back to back to back to get the whole story because they don't really do a good job of uh, flashbacks or of like reminding you what happened. They'll just throw a name out there or they'll throw a character out there and you're supposed to remember them. So, uh, Jigsaw was okay at best. Not great, but okay at best. Um, started watching the Mayans. That's the, the motorcycle show. That's the spinoff from uh, Sons of Anarchy. And yeah, how's that been? <clears throat> I will say this. Sons of Anarchy had great actors. The show itself was okay. You know, because you watch it for the violence, but the show had great actors. Mayans has amazing story. The actors are okay, but the story is what keeps you hooked. And it's good storytelling. It's just good. And to a degree, I prefer the Mayans more than Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Just really well done storytelling. So I I have to recommend... um, if if you like Sons of Anarchy, watch the Mayans. If you like motorcycle violence movies, watch Sons of Anarchy really quickly, then watch the Mayans. <laughs> just because Mayans to me, the Mayans to me is just a little bit better. Just just, just okay. a, a little bit better. So yeah, I started watching that again, and we're we're like in the middle. We're almost done. No, take it back. We're almost done with season two. Uh, so hopefully I can finish that off eventually. And as far as listening to stuff, I've listened to the band Crazy Licks, L-I-X-X, uh, again, because I love that band. Uh, great modern-day band that sounds like 90s hair metal or 80s hair metal. Isn't that the band that you discovered from the Friday the 13th game? Yes, they are. They are. That's awesome. And I got hooked, and I am now a super fan. I love them. They are great. Uh, so check them out. They're from um, uh, Sweden. So, they, yeah, that's awesome. Pretty much, uh, great stuff. And then also, I went back to a rap duo that I started listening to again called Dwayne and Brando, and they rap about video games. Oh, really? And oh, they're good. They are good. So, definitely check those two out. Those are recommended, uh, and a lot of fun. And I got to give a quick shout out to again Clay Wynn Hirsch. Uh, I threw out some movies uh, last week. Uh, wrinkles the clown and the movie trick and he checked them both out and he said that he really highly enjoyed both of them they're really good movies uh both both of them were vastly different 
but he enjoyed them both equally. So I've been wanting to, out. yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you for uh, checking out for him, man. I, yes. I, I want to watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have to watch, if I ever watch them, it's going to be late at night. Yeah. Uh, when I have the opportunity to do so. Uh, what are you looking at? And he's looking at his wife as he's saying that. The gym leader is an 80s hair metal band guy. What did she that's, say? That's dead air. Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, my, <laughs> oh, I have my, my wife is uh, uh, playing Pokemon. Pokemon Sword. Pokemon and the Sword. leader is an 80s hair metal singer. There you go. The, the gym leader she's playing against is an 80s hair metal singer. Okay. I know. That's the thing, right? So yeah, I just, I just looked over and I saw this face of uh, astonishment, so I couldn't help but uh, inquire. Anyway. Well, I, I've also been listening to this, too. And uh, uh, I want you to check it out. Oh, you rat bastard. Where'd you get that from? eBay. <laughs> Dude, sick. Uh, okay, so how much did that thing end up costing you? <laughs> Actually, uh, it will cost you nothing because this is yours. What? Stop. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. This is yours. Okay, so what I'm holding is, if you remember last week or last episode, Chris was talking about the Saturday Morning Cartoons CD. Oh, uh, man. All these crazy bands, you know, Sponge, The Violent Femmes, The Ramones, Helmet, all these bands singing cartoon shows. Uh, I found the CD. The only problem, though, is that the CD case is broken. You kind of see it right there. That's that's standard operating procedure, isn't it? (laughs) It is essentially brand new. Oh, okay. So we're going to have to find a way to rip that and put it on my phone. Oh, I know how to rip it and put it on your phone. I can do it. Dude, awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. So, yeah, awesome. I did find a copy since last tell week. Me, tell me you ripped a copy of it. Tell me you ripped it for yourself. Not yet. I, I need to get an external hard drive. Or not an external hard drive. Uh, an external uh, CD ripper. Okay, yeah. Do that because you know as well as I do. As much as we <laughs> uh, fawned over that CD, you're going to want that. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, it is yours whenever we visit again. So, so you can have it. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I, I, again, I know you're looking for it, and I found it for a very good price. And that's uh, fantastic. <laughs> I I had one when I was younger. You had one, or you enjoyed it when you were younger too. So. Oh my God! Yeah, we we, we can definitely check it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to uh, once I get it ripped to my phone. Uh, the comic shop that I have not expressly stated exactly where I work yet due to, uh, you know, potential legalities or whatever. Um, whenever we, we, we go into work, we have a radio that plays, you know, throughout the store with speakers or whatever. And we, you know, plug our phones in and, you know, we have playlists, whatever. Uh, you can best believe that once that gets on my phone, it's going to be played very often. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. I'm glad that the comic shop that you have not named yet will uh, get to experience that. And yes. since you're talking about a comic shop, let's transition to what we were originally going to be talking about last week into this week, and that's comics. Well, first off, you know, comic shows and uh, you know, shows, movies, and wish lists. Uh, you know, which ones are you, which ones are your favorite, and which ones do you wish would happen for a character that you enjoy? Because right now we've got. The Boys, independent comic, has a successful show. Invincible, image comics, successful show. Walking Dead was successful for a while. 
you've got Daredevil, you've got WandaVision, you've got Captain America Winter Soldier, or, I'm sorry, Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, Cage. You got all these shows uh, from Marvel, the MCU, Disney, or others that uh, are just booming and popping up all over the place. And now you've got subscription services who are resurrecting old shows and cartoons of comics. And those are getting like record views, like record, uh, uh, we call it uh, marathons. And there are people checking them out. Oh, yeah. So we're going to kind of jump into that, you know, just name some of our favorites and, they, and ones that we hopefully can wish upon a star for and uh, make happen. That'd be awesome. Hell yeah, man. Um, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Yeah, you can go first. They're going to fight a hero. Um, I'll tell you, man, one show, I think, because you know they have the what ifs coming out. Yes, that's the one I'm waiting for the most. That's yeah. the one I'm waiting for the most. I can't wait for that, man. You, Jesus. Look, they're going to cover, they can't do any wrong, dude. They can't no. do any wrong. They are constantly taking this wellspring of material that has been just been cultivated for years. Yes. And the rest of the world is just now figuring out how awesome it is. And we are mm-hmm. all reaping the benefits. Um, yeah. If, and I, I, I'm a firm believer if what if the, what ifs is a possibility, even if it's animated, mm-hmm. I honestly would really like to see the age of apocalypse. Okay. Okay. I mean, did you read that back in the, read that back in the day, the X-Men? Book? Yeah. Back in the day, I read Gambit in the externals. I read, uh, Magneto's X-Men. I amazing, read you made the amazing X-Men, astonishing X-Men. Yeah. Astonishing X-Men game in the externals, uh, Excalibur yep. or, or caliber X or the, the one with, um, uh, was uh, it Shard- is the leader? Yeah. Yeah. Excalibur. I think it was like, yeah, Excalibur. Uh, and then I, I'm, I had one of the one shots of the non-mutant teams where it was like, uh, yeah, like Bruce Banner. And you had um, uh, Dr. Donald Blake and all of them like, going after Apocalypse. Hmm? X-Universe. It was a two-issue yes, uh, two little mini uh, yeah. aside. Yeah. So oh I, I remember God. reading those. I, didn't, I wasn't able to get all of them. Uh, uh, but I remember reading those. And I, also, I think I remembered, um, I think it was Weapon X. I think I remember reading that one, too. Oh. I think it was through my comic stash. So Dude, <laughs> I... When I was okay, so at that time, uh, I was what was it, 95, 96 when that came out? Yes, mid 90s. So I was what, 14, 15, something like that at the time. Yeah, uh, I would I would work at a local comic shop by where my parents lived, um, called Eastside Comics, mm-hmm. and it was uh, a guy named Glenn that has, had been running it for years. Yeah. Uh, that was where I, my, my dad had opened a subscription box for me. And that's why I well, was one of the things I subscribed to was all the age of apocalypse stuff. Um, and th- he would let me come in and do stuff on the weekends to work for store credit to pay for my books, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn did. Um, just that was, I mean, the golden age of like, I mean, I, even though obviously hindsight being 2020, Marvel was hurting uh, financially, but that story just was killing it, man. And it was. <laughs> I, I, I recommend it today because there's so many readers now who are just getting into comics and have no yes. idea about it. And I'm like, have you heard of the Age of Apocalypse? Or like, oh, like the movie? Uh, 
you know, the X-Men movie or whatever. Yeah. I was like, as much as I like to tell you that uh, that is the penultimate story of Apocalypse, it's not. Read this. And I, I, I look, when I first started working at the comic shop, I can't name yet legally, I, <laughs> I, uh, I was put in charge of kind of uh, coercing the backstock and fixing the backstock for, you know, shopability purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through, I've, and I still do it as I'm going through. It's literally never ending battle working a backstock of a comic shop. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I've made it a point to do two things. One, I've created an Age of Apocalypse section in my backstock where I okay. keep it fully stocked as much as I can of all back issues related to Age of Apocalypse. And then I have a 2099 section. Okay. <laughs> because these, I mean, and really and truly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> Ravage 2099. Uh, I went back and recently reread the Ravage stuff. Okay, that was a character from all intents and purposes, unless I haven't done my research correctly, was made just for the 2099 thing. I don't remember who the hell he's supposed to be from the regular Marvel universe, it doesn't ring a bell. But uh, those, those two things, if you did the animated series based off of just the 2099 stuff and the Age of Apocalypse, it would blow the doors open for all the animated stuff. I mean, what, I mean, already what else going to do that, but if, okay. And plus before all the COVID crap happened, uh, all the comic cons, all the voice actors, some of them are no longer with us, rest of their souls, but yeah, voice actors from these animated series, like the X-Men and Spider-Man, stuff like that. Yep. These, these men and women are doing signings, which means they're still alive, which means they, they can still do voices. So yeah. if you brought if you brought back a lot of these original voice actors to do these voices for Age of Apocalypse, you know how just a nostalgia trip alone would kill. There was a, a convention a few years ago that was somewhere around Texas, close to us, that uh, they had the guy who did the voice of the Beast, mm-hmm. the guy who did the voice of Gambit, and the woman who did the voice of Storm, and they did a, and they did a panel, and they were oh, they were just throwing out the voices left and right, so. <sighs> Man, if they could bring those people in just to do what if storylines, Age of Apocalypse, uh, Genosha, um, uh, oh, what's the one with um with with uh, where Strife releases the virus? Uh, oh God, um, holy crap! Uh, God, this Mutant Liberation Front. You talking about the comic book series or the yeah the comic book series? Uh, extinct. Um, oh God, Fall Executioner Song. Executioner Song. Song. Yeah, there you go. You know all these great X Men titles. And then you bring in like some of the other voice actors, like uh, Christopher, Daniel, Christopher uh, Daniel Barnes, you know, Spider Man '90s. You bring in uh, uh, spe- the spectacular Spider Man voice. Uh, I'm not too familiar with the voice actor, but I remember Drake that something. Really Drake good. something. Yeah, he was really good too. Josh Drake, Josh Drake, and let's see, like another voice. I I can't think of any, really any others right now, but. The, the what if could bring in all these what if can basically do what spider-verse did oh. and bring in like all these different dimensional pockets different stories that can happen i mean we already know we're going to get marvel zombies oh that is great my only hope with that one is that we get some mutants in there and we get some fantastic people in there yeah j- j- just to be- kind of start tying things around yeah, it'd be kind because, of hard to do it if you if you didn't bring some fantastic people in. Well, going by the comic book. Well, I mean, if you're going to go by the comics, where did the Marvel zombies start? Fantastic yeah. Four. They, they Ultimate started Fantastic, fantastic Four. <laughs> they started with them, uh, mm-hmm. with with uh, with zombie reads. 
No, Siri, I am not talking to you. Fomenoff. I don't know why. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm trying to go my head and think what you just said that would cause Siri to be like, oh, oh, by the way, like as if your phone is real big into the Marvel Zombies series. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, like, yeah, definitely Marvel Zombies. Uh, uh, like, I definitely would want to see. Uh, or actually, no, I take it back. I, I, we know that's going to happen. And then we know we're going to get Peggy Carter's Captain America or Captain Britain. I think I forget which one they're going to say that she's going to do. But that's going to happen. And I think I think they're trying to keep the wraps on the rest of the what ifs. But uh, yeah, that'll be amazing. That would oh, definitely man. be amazing. I mean, there's just so much they could do. And OK, for, just for a second, let me let me ask you. If they did, if they did a 2099 Spider-Man series on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, okay. who would you cast as the voice of Miguel O'Hara? I would keep the same guy that they got for uh, Spider-Verse. Uh, was it uh, the guy who played Poe Dameron in a uh, in a uh, Star Wars? Oh, did he? Was he the voice of? I'm pretty sure he was Spider-Man? the voice. I'm pretty really? sure he was the voice. Holy Wasn't crap, that would be sick, dude. I thought I, I for some reason I, I thought he he was the uh the voice of uh 29 of Miguel O'Hara. Well then perfect. I mean I don't see why they would you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, who's gonna Oscar be Isaac. Moon Knight, so he's he's also playing Moon Knight, yeah. Which interesting, <laughs> very interesting. But yeah, I, mean, I definitely want to see that. Yeah, so yeah. for uh, Doom 2099, Ooh. if they're going to do that, for some reason, I keep the, the one voice that pops in my head is the voice of, um, oh, and I can't think of the character. God, I was thinking of his name. Um, Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Oh, Giancarlo Esposito? Yes. Him voicing Doom 29. Him voicing Doom is yeah. that would be a great choice. I think that would just be a really good choice. He's already that would be awesome. He's already in the Disney family as a as a, the bad guy from a Mandalorian. Oh, man, that'd be so good. But his his, his so voice is a, his eloquence, the bass in the voice. He brings a Doom that he could bring a Doom that's just. Really good. That just sounds really good. Oh yeah, he would kill it. He would absolutely kill it. 100%. I mean, for Venom twenty nine, for Venom twenty ninety nine. Yeah, there's there, there's an untapped market. Yeah, there'd be an untapped market for oh Venom twenty ninety nine. It would have to be some kind of dubstep Skrillex type of voice. Oh, they filter, filter the crap out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah because to. yeah because he's in the future. It had to be like a dubstep Skrillex mixed voice. That, that I think that would work for him. Oh gosh, yeah. And 100%. and for Hulk twenty ninety nine, just get Lou Ferrigno. He's not doing anything. And you could filter him up a little bit too, because he's gonna. It's almost kind of like you would have uh, the nineties Spider Man Venom voice for that twenty ninety nine Hulk. It's be basically the same thing because he's much. just like, <sighs> you know, because that big ass tongue and stuff like that. Yeah. It's the same thing. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Oh man, uh, that would be so good. That would be pretty good. That would be pretty uh, good. So that's my wish list. Uh, one side note on that, and I'm mm-hmm. going to keep championing this, and, and people are going to get tired of hearing it if they haven't been reading it yet already. The, the Scarlet Spider, Houston-based yes. Kane Parker Spider-Man story. Yes. 
if they did something with that. I mean, just go read it. I mean, and even if you don't buy trades on it, go to your local comic shop. They've got it in their backstop. Some might even have it in their dollar boxes, depending on where you go, because it's not they're super expensive. But no, the writing not. and the art are awesome on it. It's just a very engaging story, especially if you're from anywhere in this area, in the Houston area, you're going to love it. Yeah. I mean, you well, kind of have predis- – you're predisposed to it. Well, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you're going to enjoy it, just because it has the same kind of tropes – and troubles that Spider-Man would go through, but just with Kane in a Houston area where I think I mentioned this last week or a while back, or I forget who I was talking to you about it, but thing about Houston, we don't have a lot of tall buildings to do web swinging. So when your main power or when your main abilities is to swing from a web shooter around the city because of tall buildings and that city doesn't have tall buildings, you have to be able to get around. So yeah. that, that I think that was a great plot point in the series was that. Yep. And I thought that really helped the, define the character more about his frustration with with Houston traffic as every Houstonian who lives here deals with that frustration of Houston traffic. Dude, Scarlet Spider, the 610, <laughs> the 610 Avenger, yeah. aka the Beltway badass. <laughs> a 45 South mouth. So. <laughs> the south of the, the mouth of the 45 south <laughs> uh, it, it would be a, it would be a great series that would be a great series anyway that's what i would i would i would absolutely wish to see those i mean if i'm being if i'm being you know mm-hmm. greedy what uh, about for, you? My, for, for my wish list if i can get a comic book character made into a series uh i'm gonna go independent again only because i fell in love with the series by accident. Uh, I bought another book and the guy who was running the table gave me this book for free. He gave me another trade for free and it gave me a few comics for free. And this was at comic clues. No, this was at a uh, Alamo city comic con years ago. I went, I hit the red five table and the, and uh, I bought a book called we hunt monsters, which was okay. It was an okay book. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't great, but he gave me a comic book and a trade for free of a character called Atomic Robo. And Ooh, I've always yeah. I've always championed this. I tell people, read Atomic Robo. You, if you love Spider-Man, if you love science and Tesla, like Iron Man type stuff, read Atomic Robo. It's really good. And people, you know, they see the artwork, they see the character, they kind of stuff their nose at it. But I tell them, read Atomic Robo. And I would love to see an Atomic Robo uh, animated series. I don't want to see live action because there's no way that you could uh, live action, uh, a good version of Doctor Dinosaur, who's the main villain in the in the comic series. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He, he could only be done by you know animation, just because of how goofy and wacky he is. Mm-hmm. And it is a great uh, series. As basically the premise is, it's Tesla versus Edison, and Tesla creates Atomic Robo, who is an atomically you know running robot who has sentient intelligence while Tesla is creating, I mean, while Edison is creating electricity and they're rivals, they make, they make no shame about hating each other. And it is awesome. It <laughs> is, is great. Awesome. And it like some of the stories happened during world war two, some jump to the future. It's just a really great comic series. And that I would love to see made into an animated series, not a movie because you, I don't want them cramming, you know, different volumes into a movie. 
I'd rather see a series, an uh, animated series. Yeah, you, you need the you need the long you need the long con for it. Oh, especially for Doctor Dinosaur, especially yeah. for Doctor Dinosaur and all his silly hijinks and everything. And honestly, I think it would be cool if they did it in the Spider Verse animation style that slowed down frame rate thing. They yeah, did. yeah. Even if it's cell shaded, I, yeah. I can only imagine Doctor Dinosaur's like goofy, oogly eyes popping everywhere and just his thing. And then when they meet up with like H.P. Lovecraft, and they bring in that element to the stories, it, it's just it's just really well done. Oh, so. Yeah. That that's on my wish list uh, for a, a comic series or a movie or something to get done. As for a movie, uh, they announced Guardians when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy. This was a movie that I was a character that I was hoping was going to get in there, and they brought in things that connect this character to what happened in Guardians, but they didn't bring him in. And then there was teases that he was going to be in part two. Didn't happen. And that's my boy Nova, Richard Ryder. Ooh, I yeah. want to see a Nova uh, movie. It could be a live action series. Maybe Disney Plus has that on the works. I don't know. But I want to see Nova. I, I don't care for the for, for, for the Sam character as much. I want Richard Ryder. You know, bring you know, have Annihilation Wave mm -hmm. and have him just be the badass of the that epic thing. You know, they could definitely do it. You know, I was thinking, as you mentioned that, I was thinking, like, if I was Disney+, Plus, I feel like what they would do is they would probably bring Richard Ryder in on the uh, on the back of the Sam, Alexa Sam Alexander story. Mm -hmm. uh, the only reason I think they would do that is that that's kind of the milieu right now for comics is, is establishing new, yeah. uh, new characters for new readership. Uh, Richard Ryder is an awesome character, but he would kind of be like the um, uh, what's that old episode of the Batman animated series with the Gray Ghost? He'd be the Gray Ghost to 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 Sam Alexander's Batman. That makes sense. Remember that episode? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Or um, because my daughter's been plowing through uh, Star Wars content left and right, it could be and like a like what they did with Clone Wars, the animated series, where you know Obi Wan and Anakin. And you have Richard Ryder and Sam Alexander. You yeah, know, the, 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 that's a better. That's a better. That's a better. Uh, the, the the Jedi and the uh, the uh, the Padawan, or mm -hmm. you know, kind of go with that. But you know, you could have, and if you're going to do a TV show with that, which I wouldn't mind either, you could have Richard Ryder Nova, Sam Alexander Nova, Quasar, Moon Dragon. Dude, how weird that you brought up the quasar just side note like I, I was talking to you earlier i had a customer that was trying to get a commission from me uh-huh he literally commissioned a two-card commission of uh ego okay or, i'm sorry eon not ego eon yeah eon versus quasar <laughs> wait uh, eon or ion it was the green lantern or the marvel character no the marvel character the big planet looking thing with the eyeball on the side of its head it's not. It's not ego. It's yeah, a different. It's, it's yeah, a different. It's, yeah, it's Eon. Yeah, it's Eon. Yeah. So how weird that there's two Quasar mentions in one night. It's so <laughs> odd. Well, go buy a uh, lot of tickets. I don't know. <laughs> I like. I, I I like Quasar. I thought he was a fun character, like the like the kind of the country hick loser character that became a mm -hmm. space guardian. You know. Yep. Uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, yeah Quay. You could have Nova, Nova Junior, Quasar, Moon Dragon. Uh, who's another like space entity? 
Uh, I would say good Ronan the Accuser, but Ronan's already gone. He's he's done for in the MCU. Um, but you know, you get a Super Scroll. Oh, Super well, Scroll. yeah. Wraith, Wraith can be one. Ooh, if I'm pulling from yeah. an Annihilation Wave, uh, Philavel. But we, I'll say, yeah, Philavel. So you could pull all these characters, which would make a great kind of a space team, because the Guardians are ending soon. You know, mm-hmm. James Gunn's leaving after Guardians three. So this could be a team that can continuation that can continue on, which would be fun. Now let me ask you this: Do you think they're going to if they do all that? Because uh, it feels almost like Marvel's uh, cinematic universe is going uh, comedic with all of their uh, space characters. It seems like everything co- space is comedy. Uh, I think James Gunn. Well, James Gunn handled most of the space stuff. And if you if you follow James Gunn's style of writing and movies, it's comedy, but it's like dark comedy mixed with action. And I think with something like Guardians, he kind of had to make them funny that played off the actors that were representing those characters. Okay. Say if you bring in, you know, these new space people and put them in the middle of a war where there's no comedy. It's dark and depressing. You have it kind of set up in like in the style of like Endgame, then I think that would be a good launching point for these characters. Okay. I'll tell you way. what. I'll tell you what. Here you go. For next for next episode. Okay. I'm gonna give you homework. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get homework. And you can okay. give me the same as well. I'm fine with that. Uh let's you know, like like old Wizard magazine back in the day. Let's let's uh, I want you to fantasy cast this movie. Okay. Okay. Why not? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I will fantasy cool. cast this. You know, I'm still straight up call it Annihilation Wave. This is the Annihilation Wave movie Ooh. as a jumping point for these uh, the the second string space heroes, space characters, and I'm gonna fantasy cast that. And don't feel like you have to do it all in one movie. Like, don't don't Spider-Man three this thing, man. Feel free oh, God, to no. like spread this out if you're going to fantasy cast it. Because I feel like this will be a whole other episode. I'll tell you what, you do that, and I will challenge uh-huh. myself. I will fantasy cast the Age of Apocalypse. Okay, you can do it. Yeah, you can do Age of Apocalypse. Right. Well, 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 and more so because that's we're written two big homework assignments here. <laughs> uh, let's let's focus on the beginning of both. So, like, you'll get, okay. like you said, you'll get like the annihilation wave, like your phylovels and your stuff like that. You don't have to go too deep on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll do like the basic stuff with like the the Weapon X and Gene. Uh, and I'll do like the Amazing X Men and the Astonishing X Men. Because I okay. mean, Generation Next and all that. It's yeah. just you don't want to go too deep into it. It would, it would be four hour podcast, and you must listen to that. Nobody okay. wants to hear that. So, but yeah, I think it'd be fun. So okay, one question about your Age of Apocalypse though: Are you going to do what the original Age of Apocalypse did, or are you going to kind of go forward and retcon it whenever they included all the gun threes, like Cannonball, Skin, not Skin, Cannonball, Husk, uh, uh, what the 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 other one? Because there's like there's like four family members in that in that family. Is there really? Yeah, the yeah there was Husk, the the sister. Yeah, I yeah. remember Husk and and Sam, Cannonball. But- in Cannonball, there was uh, two more members, I believe, in that team. And they were part of the Age of Apocalypse story? There, there's the kid with the wings. There, there, there was the kid with the, the red wings. 
And he like he, he was he was on like he, Icarus, I think his name was Icarus, the the young X Men or the new X Men, or New Mutants or one of the one of the newest series that came out like ten years ago. He had like a red wings. Maybe I, I was, maybe I fell off at that point. I don't know. And I want to say his like his his like nickname was like uh, Icarus. Let me just look it up. Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, no, we won't go that deep, man. I mean, just you know the stuff like. You know, I mean, you can you can pick and choose. You can kind of, you know. Okay. Yes, it was Icarus. Ah, Jay Gunther. Okay. And this was uh, during the Age of Apocalypse or after? Oh well, like well, they kind of retconned it and they reintroduced them to Age of Apocalypse. They they kind of oh, redid are you, it. Are you talking about? Um, crap! I don't know what you're talking about. Like this one out of yeah, I think that's one out of the Hickman X Force run. Is that what you're uh, talking about? Uncanny X Force. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I thought, I thought it was Uncanny X Men, or he was like New Mutants, or uh, he was like one of the younger teams because it was him. It was him, Wither, Wallflower, Dust, Hellion. Oh God. Okay, you're talking about the New X Men. Uh, you're talking about like, it was like the Jim Lee X Men series became New X Men, so it, it, it ran into like issues one forty something towards no, the end of mutants. it. New. It was the new New Mutants because Danny Moonstar was their uh, their. Uh, teacher or their uh trainer or whatever huh i admittedly never read this yeah i remember reading because uh, i remember uh someone kept saying that uh emma frost was going to be a big part of the show or the series and at the time i liked emma frost or like how they drew her so i'd read it and she wasn't in there that much if huh. ever really okay well i mean yeah admittedly I, i'm not too familiar with that storyline well, no, okay. we won't. We won't worry about that. But no, I think that would be kind of fun, man. I mean, that would give us something to kind of our first little event, you know. Yeah. Uh, we can do that. That'd be kind of cool, and then we can critique each other, and, and <laughs> you know, and we get feedback. Actually, that you know would be the cool thing is to have people say, you know, yeah or nay. What do you yeah, think? That is you true. Know? That is I think true. That'd be awesome. So, do you have any more wish lists for co- any kind of comic? Indie, Marvel, DC, anything. Um, I'm going to have to say if. No, I got nothing right now. <laughs> to be fair, all right. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say one more. Only one more wish. Uh, only because this almost happened a few years ago, and it never did. And I, I was a big fan of the series. I even met the artist a few times, or the artist slash writer a few times. And that's the comic book, Chew, C H E W. With That's Detective right. Chew. Uh, fan of that too. I had a Chog hat. I had some <laughs> Chog. I had a Chog t-shirt. Uh, I was a big fan of that series. And then it ended. And then it ended. Uh, but it ended on a good note though. It was really well done. The, the, and the synopsis is basically. There is a detective. Who. Can eat anything. And he'll know the history of. How that thing came to be. He'll know the history of it uh, for any food, anything that he eats, including people and uh, things. He'll know the history. The only thing that that he doesn't get a uh, a psychic flashback reading on is canned beets like Dwight Schrute. He has so so he's constantly eating canned beets to uh, uh, not remember how those beets were raised or like anything like, okay, for example, say he eats a hamburger. 
he relives the cow dying and getting ground up to make said hamburger before he eats it. Interesting. So that's why he sticks the that's why he sticks the beets. And oh, uh, okay, because he doesn't have he doesn't. Okay, so it doesn't do anything to him. So that's why yeah. he's, he's he eats them a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's why he eats them a lot. So okay. he, so he does that. Also in that universe, chickens are outlawed because of the bird flu. Chickens are outlawed. So fried chicken is a commodity like gold. And Dude, I people, do love some fried chicken. And people make fried chicken on like the black market. Which wait a minute, now that I'm saying that out loud, it doesn't sound too well. But oh, oh my God. <laughs> wait a minute, it doesn't sound too well. Wait a minute. But uh, it, it is illegal oh, to cook. No. It is illegal to cook uh, chicken or poultry. And so you have restaurants serving these things on the side illegally. Uh-huh. And the FDA kind of runs the country. And it's 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 hilarious. You know, that, that makes me wonder because wasn't there like a like a luchador chicken or something? Yes, like a super luchador chicken. El pollo, <laughs> el pollo, and 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 he and he's the most highly regarded and highly violent FDA agent. Is oh, a he's luchador an agent? chicken? He's an agent. <laughs> you know the artist for that series was from Louisiana, Rob yes. Guillory. Yeah, uh, I've met him a couple times. Seemed like a nice guy. He is super nice. I got to talk to him a few times. Uh, super nice. Uh, very friendly, uh, just really cool guy. So if you definitely check out the, the comic book series, Chew, but I'd love to see that done uh, in more of a th- kind of like 3D computer animated show. So not necessarily Spider-Verse-like, but I would say more on the sense of maybe like an Ice Age or a Shrek type thing. Just okay. because the designs of the humans and the designs of the animals and the characters that are involved, I would love to see them by the people who did the Shrek's show. Because I want to see how they're going to do a chog. Because I think that would be hilarious. And what I mean by chog is also in the comic book series, uh, because chickens are outlawed, they found a way to crossbreed chickens and frogs to meet the demand of people who want chickens. But chogs are disgusting, and and pretty much nobody really likes them. But they eat them because it's what's available. Look, man. It's, it's, it's like it's like it's like it's like you love it's like you love like high end you know beer, but you have to settle for Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh, my and God. that's kind of how the chogs are, and the whole show and and they they're the chogs look just stupid, goofy. They they, they look like. Shaved Furbies with with warts. They, they're, yeah, they're not good. Ugh, but but gross. but they're funny. But they're so funny. You know, I have to wonder if that wasn't uh, sort of inspired by uh, in or in, uh, influenced by Rob Guillory himself in in the uh, ground floor of this thing because you know in the Cajun um, culture in the uh, you know when it comes to that uh, the food. In the uh, Creole culture, uh, frog legs are uh, considered a delicacy by many. Uh, I personally don't partake because it's a frog. But I I just want to meet the person who decided to deep fry frog legs like chicken. It's the the same person that milked the cow. It's the (laughs) same person that, you know, puts the goat's legs in the rubber boots. Whatever, man. I don't understand none of it. Uh, I I don't want to be a groundbreaker and things like that. 
Well, I'm just going to say this. I'm glad that, that he, I'm glad that they milked the cow and not the bull. So at least we were able to get the dairy out of that. That's stud farm, man. <laughs> There's somebody milking bulls out there, man. Somebody has to do that job. Mm-hmm. And I, then I, COVID happened and their hours got cut. So somebody got mad because they were not able to go milk more <laughs> more Brahma bulls. And the rock sitting <laughs> to the side, eyebrow raised. Uh, somebody's somebody is genuinely upset because they were only able to jerk so many gherkins of the Brahma bulls. <laughs> Insane. I, I, I just want to, I just want to meet the person that you know went outside of the farm one day, looked at their pig and said, mm, "Breakfast." And then we had bacon and you know ham. I want I want to know who said that. Uh God bless him, whoever it is. <laughs> Because I love me some bacon on my burger. I love and I, me and, and I just realized what I, I married said. a bacon. I'm I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. I just realized what I said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just realized what I said. You ever had a you ever had a runny fried egg on your burger? I have. I've had a Robin's uh, Robin burger. So delicious. They're they're very good. They are very good. Damn, now I want a burger. This is yeah, ridiculous. They, I can't be eating this late. <laughs> they're very good. But yeah, getting back to that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. Comment. Chew is great. Definitely read it. And you'll, you'll, you'll read it and you'll be like, man, I wish this was a show. And the show that almost happened because uh, Stephen Yun from Walking Dead, Glenn from Walking Dead, did record the voice, but the show was never released. It never That's a came shame. out. That's a shame. So we almost had it. We, we almost had it, but it didn't happen. So it's still a wish list. That's okay. And you still get Stephen Yun, little... though. Yeah. You still get Stephen Yun Invincible, though, being that he's Mark Grayson. That's what I heard. I need to watch yeah. that. I read the comics for that, and I need no! to watch Oh, you haven't watched any of it? No. Think, Aaron. Think. <laughs> uh, but, I, I can't say no more than that, but yeah, you need to watch it. The, the scenes the scenes I've seen from the cartoon from Invincible are straight out of the comic. Yeah, it's legit, dude. Straight out of the comic. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it eventually, but uh, the comic is just so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the picture you got, I mean, I, I remember hearing about you admittedly. I haven't read it because yeah, I'm kind of basic as far as the characters I grew up with, the ones I read, I need mm-hmm. to expand my horizons a little bit. I think Chu is one of those things I'm going to try to get into. Chu is it's this. It's smart writing mm-hmm. because That's what I've heard. Th- this is one of those series where they put up a whole bunch of obstacles, a whole bunch of rules and scenarios are put up, but they're, the way that things are happen and fall into place or events play out are well done. It's not forced. There's no plot armor. There's no Batman plot armor in this comic series <laughs> to where Batman gains a new ability to overcome every single odd. This is a regular human, yep. a regular person who just happens to have this ability. And I'll just say this. One of the episodes or one of the issues opens up with a bank getting robbed and the people who robbed the bank leave a brown bag special in the middle of the bank and the, and choose the detective choose boss wants him to eat it to figure out who did it and choose like debating. Okay. What do I do? What do I do? (laughs) Cause I got to do something to figure out who robbed. That's awful. But it, but it's a, it's a, it's a funny scenario though. It's a funny well. scenario. And then, you know, from an economic standpoint, just have somebody record it and put it online and make money off of it. Yeah. There's money to be made everywhere. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Like, there if, is. You're eat, if you're going to eat boo-boo, then, you know, there, there there's, is. there's a market for everything out there, unfortunately. But but it, it's just, this, 
it's like the scenarios that he's put into which are hilarious they're they're they're, they're so funny definitely worth a read that's awesome those are those are some good picks man for sure yeah yeah, those are some good wishes so let's kind of jump from that to what are some of the shows that in movies that we've watched that we actually you know like that in that that we've enjoyed movies i've watched and really enjoyed like comic movies marvel dc independent that we've enjoyed uh shows as well you know what we'll just do this three shows three movies okay three shows three movies uh that we've enjoyed from childhood or even current day that uh we like that we enjoy and that uh you know some of our favorites. Some of our oh, favorites. Man. This is this is an easy list for me. Uh, it's an easy list for you. Okay, oh go God. for it. Do, do you do your uh, three shows and three movies? <laughs> it's uh, Batman animated series, <laughs> Spider Man animated series, X Men mm-hmm. animated series. From All nineties. Yeah. All nineties. Dude, Batman animated series is way above our heads, and we had no idea. You go back and watch it now. It's not just a Batman cartoon. Like mm-hmm. you're getting true. Uh, detective work from Batman, and I love that. Yeah, that's true. I wish I could jump in the time machine and go back to the WB stores. Remember those? I remember those. I remember those. I wish I could go back and get some of the merchandise because now, when people <laughs> bring that stuff in the comic shop, it's thousands of dollars. Yeah, insane. Yep. There's, there's. I worked in a shop one time where a guy came in with something signed by Mark Hamill and didn't know what it was. It was a Joker thing. It was like a Joker something or another. It was like an animated animation cell. Or a yeah. lithograph, or whatever the hell it was. It was like, I'm not sure what this is. I'm like, uh, this is Mark Hamill's autograph, and they don't just fall out of trees. Nope. So, I mean, God, insane. So that show was wonderful. Uh-huh. Um, it, it brought us Harley Quinn. Uh, so did. lover or hater nowadays, uh, she's a polarizing character, depending on what version you're into. But um, <laughs> she can be fun. True. Her comics, true. I mean, the, the, the cells speak for themselves. Uh, you know, lasting characters, man. I mean, we're, we're talking about. I mean, I obviously I picked the three staples of comicdom. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, you did. You know, I'm not breaking any ground here, but I mean, with all the streaming advent, I mean, if you've got HBO Max or whatever, you can go back and watch. I have them all on DVD. You can go back and watch the Batman animated series completely uh, in in order. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention to Batman and Robin Adventures. Uh, Devil super on honorable mention to Batman Beyond. Yeah, uh, true. just killer stuff, man. Um, I mean, I don't have to tell you. I don't have to sell you on Spider Man. I mean, for God's sakes. And well, I don't think I have to sell you on X Men. Well, I mean, Chris Dan- To me, Christopher Daniel Barnes was the epitome Spider Man voice. Yeah, he, he he was definitely the top Spider Man voice. Uh, you're out of your mind, Gobby, and stuff like that. Yeah, it just like you know, and then like then his like Mary Jane, you know, his screams and everything were. Oh, when he when he became the the, the symbiote Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they were good, and I remember when they released that Spider Man game. I think it was like Shattered Dimensions for the 360 and for the PS3. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing his voice come back, That's you know, awesome. for you know that Spider, I think he was the um. He was, I th- who, which voice was he? Because he had Spectacular as the the main Ultimate Spider Man. He had Drake Bell as as a uh, no wait. 
because they brought on all the different Spider-Man voices to be in the game. And I remember you had the Spider-Man from the 60s cartoon. I can see her in the mirror. <laughs> I know. I can see her in the mirror. She walks in, smooth wearing her uh, Little Mermaid <laughs> Mickey ears. The Mickey ears. <laughs> I, I can see like somebody hobbling in the background through the mirror. And I see these ears like walking back and forth like in like like, like one of those chicken walkers from Star Wars like this. <laughs> She's very proud of them. She got a good deal on them. Ten bucks. I saved twenty bucks. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. she was breaking legs, getting those deals. <laughs> sympathy buy, sympathy sells. I forgot there was a mirror behind you. Well, luckily you weren't dressed inappropriately. We're good to go. <laughs> but but I mean, they had like the Spider-Man from the seventies as like uh, twenty ninety nine. You had uh, oh, Christopher Daniel Barnes was Spider-Man Noir. He was Spider-Man. I think you're right. Yeah. And then Ultimate was uh was uh, uh jo- the the Josh guy. And then uh, Dr- uh Drake Bell was current Spider-Man. So they had all the different Spider-Man for uh the voices. And those and yeah, Chris Daniel Barnes, amazing. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. He he was my 90s Spider-Man. So same, same. What about you, man? What 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 are your what are the um three cartoons? Mm-hmm. Three, two, well, I mean, or you know, three, you know, comic, like you said, movies, TV shows. I mean, if you were a big, if you were a big fan of the uh, Fox uh, Generation X special, then so be it. I mean, whatever, you know. I had forgotten about that until now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we all, tried, we all tried to, but I just brought it back, so you're welcome. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, I had that recorded on VHS for a long time as well. I did too, man. I had my, I had to be home to set it on a VCR. For those of you who don't know what a VCR is, it's a uh, it's a, a a piece of machinery that you put a VHS in. What's a VHS? You ask. It's a videotape. So when your when your mom comes home and says, "Hey, did you videotape such and such on the DVR?" That's what she's talking about. Or when she says, "Hey, did you return that movie?" And you're like, "What?" <laughs> and she goes, "Late fees," and it's eleven forty five at night, and you got to make a run before you get more late fees. And be sure to be kind and rewind. Yes. Rewind those DVDs and Blu-rays. So for three movies or three <laughs> cartoon or three shows. Oh, wow. It's kind of a tough one. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with 90s Spider-Man because that was always fun. And I remember waking up and trying to get all my house chores done early when I was a kid to have like an hour before the cartoon came on and an hour mm-hmm. afterward the cartoon came on to just enjoy that Spider-Man episode just 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 to enjoy it so 90s spider-man oh yeah definitely had to do that mm. i feel like i undercut you on that but uh yeah I mean, we're For, working spirits, you know in that way see and and, and the thing uh, and it's and it's kind of tough it is really it is really tough uh i remember like when i was younger the super friends were always a big deal for me, it had a lot of the figures. So the Super Friends. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. Pretty much. I had a Green Lantern. I had Joker. I had Batman. I had all the, I had all the, almost all the little figures. Uh, and they're always fun. So yeah, so definitely Super cartoon. Friends. Can you uh, do the something. Aquaman? Can you do the Aquaman fish call? Do, 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 do. That's that's a good one. Uh, I was doing it at work today because we got those figures in. The Hall of Justice came in that set. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I was going like, "Hey, Austin." 
Anyway, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, yeah, definitely Super Friends. And third, gotta pick one. I, I'm trying to think of one of like a comic book superhero. Ooh. That, yeah, that's gonna be tough. So, I'm gonna go to movie. I'm gonna go to movie with this with my final pick. Okay. And I'm going to go with the movie that no matter what, I saw this in theaters more times than anything. Uh, that's Spider-Man 2. That's Raimi's Spider-Man 2. I knew you were going to say that. So, I mean, the movie was perfect. I mean, you you had... People say now that, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier is the perfect superhero movie. Or uh, Infinity War was the perfect one. Or this or that one. Spider-Man 2 was a self-contained movie. It didn't allude to any other superheroes. Well, except for the very wait, yeah, except for the very very end, when we had when we had a possible crossover, but that didn't happen. Uh, self-contained, no other superheroes. Doctor Octopus was a great cast. Oh Tobey Maguire was a great cast. Yes, you had all these you know characters back and forth. You had a setup for uh, Harry Osborn. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Great movie. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with that one as uh, my third. And then on top of the hills with that, I mean, uh, was it No Way Home? Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, supposedly, you know, the leak is out there that uh, Doc Ock from Spider-Man Two is gonna be in there, as well as a few other villains. Uh, I hope that's true. It's gonna be well, so good. I heard that the reason why it's called No Way Home. Is because this is the final movie that he, that Tom Holland will be in in the MCU, and this is his transitioning over to the the Sony cinematic universe with Venom and Morbius and all the other Spider-Man characters. So No Way Home is the double play on him leaving the MCU to the Sony universe. Uh, I'm conflicted. I don't hate it. So that that's that's what I've heard on this. That's what I've heard. Take it as a rumor. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But that's the big thing. This I think this multiverse of madness, Doctor Strange movie is going to kind of set the precedent for a lot of this crossover, bringing characters in, taking characters out thing. I yes. would imagine. Pretty much. And that's what I heard with this one. And one of the reasons they want to do this is because. It doesn't, and okay, mainly for Venom. Let's just, let, let's just talk Venom real quick. Oh God, let's just talk please, Venom. Let's. The biggest complaint that people have said about the Venom movie, the first one and this next one, same with, I have, I, it, it's, it bothers me. It bothers a lot of people. Preach, Aaron. Tell us. Hallelujah. He doesn't have the spider logo. Seriously? He doesn't have the logo. What the hell? He's got the eyes. He's got the tongue. He's got the, the mannerisms of we, but he doesn't have the logo. And the only way for him to do that is if he has a spider villain or a spider person that he can emulate. And I remember there were talks, uh, I think two years ago. Wait, when? Yeah, when did Venom Venom come out? Twenty nineteen. I think it was twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty twenty nineteen. When um, people complained, how can you make a Venom movie without Spider Man? Somehow yeah. they kind of pulled it off, but still, like, yeah. So, yeah, the biggest complaint is that he doesn't have the spider logo. 
And we saw the new trailer. You saw the new trailer, correct? Oh, a few times. times, Yeah. And uh, there's some Easter eggs here and there, but I heard that one of the plans is to eventually end, I think, Venom 3 with Venom getting the spider logo. They They want to have him get the spider logo. I don't know if that will happen at the end of Venom 2 or if that's middle of Venom 3, but they want to have him in the movie series with the Venom logo. That's what I've read. You know, I feel like these uh, these major Hollywood uh, powerhouses know that we're going to go see these movies. There's no way, as much bitching or complaining we might do about what's in or not in the movie, we're still going to see still it. We're going to go. Yeah. We're still going to so, see it. As much as I want to gripe that there's no Spider-Man in the Maximum Carnage movie, from what I can tell. Yeah. You don't, I mean, you can't, okay, you can't have a Maximum Carnage movie truly if you're going by the original source material with no, no, um, six armed monster spider, no doppelganger, no, no doppelganger, well, yeah, no doppelganger, no hobgoblin. Here, you don't need doppelganger if there's no Spider Man. So you don't need doppelganger if there's no, no carrion, nope, no Dima uh, Goblin. No. Yeah, you got Shriek somehow. I mean, I guess I guess she's just a love interest in Carnage, but whatever. Yeah. Like, still, like, I well, don't know. Whole, feels... I mean, well, the whole trailer was Maximum Carnage, the shot yeah. in front of the the shot in front of the church. That's level one boss from the game. Yeah, that's in the comic where he busts through the 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 uh, stained glass to church. There's no cloak and dagger. Well, have they have they confirmed that these characters are still? Old? relevant or if they their series Maybe. was tossed to the side like the netflix series uh that's i mean who knows i mean that could be another thing that surprises us with i mean that's all conjecture so, here say, no cloak and dagger uh iron fist netflix series tossed to the side firestar hasn't been introduced but she can't because she's a mutant so they're, they're doing a maximum carnage series movie without the maximum carnage Main players, no black cat, so there's no black cat, there's no firestar, no demogoblin, no uh doppelganger, no spider man, no Captain America, yeah, to a lesser degree. I mean, tombstone, there's so many characters that had some even minuscule parts to play in Maximum Carnage that we're just not going to have, so they're going to have to BS their way through it. They're they're going to have to, they're definitely a a barely carnage. We're going to get a not maximum. We're getting the minimum carnage. Yeah, like yeah, we're getting the we're getting the basis of the origin carnage, but they're giving him the maximum carnage look and theatric entitlement. I mean, the scene with like you know the veins with the uh, or the uh, the test tubes with him getting lethal injection and his body blistering up and everything. The church scene. I mean. The scene with them walking out of the burning uh, uh, Ravencroft. Mm. That's from Maximum Carnage. That's all from that. And we're getting, I feel like we're getting a watered down version of it. I don't hate the Venom movie. I I feel feel that the villain from the first Venom movie should not have been... uh, who was it? It was Lasher, right? No. Uh, uh, no, it was uh, God. one of those separation anxiety guys. Um, Scream, Shriek, Violet. Violence. I can't remember what the hell his name was, but yeah, I know. Hybrid. I forget the name. Um, but uh, that should not have been the villain 
for the first movie. The first villain should have been the Sin Eater. Really play up the Eddie Brock storyline of creating stories to get leads, have the villain be the Sin Eater, and then go yeah. from there. Yeah, you dabbled in Lethal Protector. Just, I mean, yeah. Or the even Protector could have been the whole entire thing. Or even Mace. Have Mace been the the, the yeah. villain. But yeah. for them to go from a symbiote boss in the first movie to a now another symbiote boss in the second movie doesn't make sense. And it, wh- who's the villain going to be for part three? Anti-Venom? <laughs> no. It's, no. It's... it's, it's... Ideally, your, Venom, your, your third Venom villain needs to be Spider-Man. Yeah, he it really needs to be a Spider Man. It, I mean, it really, it's does. really. I mean, he has to because you're looking at it from Eddie Brock and Venom's point of view. As far as they're concerned, he is a villain. He's not a yes. hero. Yes, he is. And so it's like it's one of those stories that you see or you read that they turn it on its ear, where you're looking from the villain standpoint, and they're just you know they're making it seem like, which is often the sign of a good story being written for a villain, is that they feel justified in everything they say and do. That's venom in a nutshell because it's just jealousy and in in anger that puts him in where he's at. Yeah, it just it just didn't. Uh, it it did, I don't know what they're doing for with the Venom series. I mean, Tom Hardy was a great Eddie Brock. I oh, like, yeah. I think they got the CGI down for Eddie Brock perfectly. I mean, for most of the, well, ex- when they did the motorcycle scene, they reminded me of the video game uh, prototype with like the <laughs> arms and everything. Yeah, but the movie just didn't feel like a Venom movie. It really didn't. And was, this uh, one, missing, yeah. with this one, the opening intro with like, you know, the breakfast scene and, you know, that, I would have left that out. I, w- I would have loved, you know, okay, here's, what, here's, a, here's how I would have made the Venom 2 trailer. I would have opened up with the fire at Ravencroft. Then I would have had a shot of Eddie Brock walking down the corridor of Ravencroft, you know, walking down, walking down, and we see carnage again. We see Cletus Cassidy. We see Cletus, you know, in the jail cell. We see Cletus all walking the streets. Have sh- have signs of Cletus most of the movie, or most of the trailer. Have scenes of him just being himself. Then toward the end, we see Eddie Brock, you know, jumping as Venom from building the building. We get some action shots. We get some explosions. <clears throat> then at the end, we see that we see that metal door. With the, with the hands push it open, the Carnage hands push it open, and we see Carnage stick his head through there with all the tendrils everywhere. You end it there. You end it there. That's where you stop. That's a good teaser. You, have, you get your Carnage. You get your Venom. You get your main you know, vague points out. That's all you need. You don't need to see Carnage in front of the stained glass. You don't need to see Shriek in there. You don't need to see any of that. You know, right. he's the main... Carnage, let, let's be honest... Carnage is the main star of this movie. He's going to be the main star of this movie. Nobody's going to care about Venom. They're going to only care about Carnage. Yeah. So. No, you're right. You're right. That's, that's the whole point of going uh, in, in typical Hollywood fashion. Too much in the trailer. <clears throat> yes, yeah, it's too much. Like I, I remember, like like up till January of this year, of uh, this year, everyone was asking for a Kong versus Godzilla trailer. The movie's been done for two years. We want to see a trailer. We want to know what's happening. Give us a teaser. Give us something. Then we get that leaked footage from that uh, Brazilian uh, show, trade show, where you saw Kong punching Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, we want to see a teaser. We want to see something. January, no, February hits. We get a trailer. 
it is amazing. People are hyped. People are like great for it. Nothing is answered, but we get the action shots. We get Godzilla coming out of the water to see Kong. Kong punches Godzilla, gets thrown in the water, uh, light up the sky. We see other creatures. That was it. And it was great. Then Legendary decided to release a secondary trailer, which shows more stuff. Then a third trailer. Then a fourth trailer. And these second <laughs> through fifth, these these two through five trailers all come out within two weeks of all come out within two weeks and give everything away. They yeah. give away the axe. They give away, you know, the Godzilla clapback. They give away, you know, the 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 Tok the Hong Kong fight. They give everything away. And by then you're like, no, we just wanted a teaser, not the whole thing. And with this Venom trailer, this Venom 2 trailer, I feel that we got too much. We got too much. People are already piecing together Maximum Carnage. They already are. And I really I really wish that they would give us some damn credit. Like, you know, as a moviegoer. Let me yes. let me put two and two together when I go see the movie. Don't yes. give me the whole freaking don't give me, you know, <clears throat> a, a blueprint because I'm not gonna be surprised by anything. Yeah. You're not going to blow my socks off, man. If you would just give me something to put my sink my teeth into, I would enjoy your movie more, and I would recommend it more. It would do a lot better. Yes. How much money are they leaving on the table when they put too much in the trailer? And people are like, "Oh, well, I just saw the movie. I don't need to go see the movie." Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, well, okay, I, but I do have one question about this trailer. I do have one question about the Venom trailer, Venom Two trailer, and that is this: <clears throat> What did you think about seeing the Daily Bugle logo pop up in the newspaper? Not, but not just any Daily Bugle news logo. It's not the MCU Daily Bugle logo, which came out in uh, Far From Home. This is the Daily Bugle logo from Raimi Spider-Man. I mean, it's possible. I I think... uh, Here's what I hope. Because what I think doesn't matter at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. Because I'm acting to throw all random stuff (laughs) willy-nilly and it won't won't mean nothing. But here's what I hope. Okay. I hope that Disney... Mm Mm-hmm has with its own ungodly infinite amount of money that's gotten okay. from all of us has not told us anything about all the deals they've struck with Sony. Okay. And all this mess, because I keep getting hung up on the idea that the Dr. Strange movie is called the multiverse of madness. Yes. They made the point for the ancient one to explain to Hulk our I E us uh-huh. how this splendor timeline is going to work. Yep. In no uncertain terms, we've been told random anything can happen. Yep. The the MCU, the, the baseline MCU has screwed up the timeline to no end. Well, so. not only did that happen, but also COVID screwed that timeline up too with the releases. Now, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home comes out in December. Mm-hmm. Venom 2 comes out in the summer. Yeah, so this should, for... should that be reversed? Should that should those two movies be reversed? It, 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 based on the hope that there's some things in there you hope to see? Yes. I mean, if that's the case, then yeah. Why not? I mean, because COVID being the horrible thing it is that we've all had to deal <laughs> with in regards to Hollywood has yeah. bought the MCU in all things Disney and Sony, a bunch of extra time to do a bunch of extra stuff should they have chosen to do it. It did buy them time, but it also screwed up the release dates. It did, 
but because you know. originally, originally we were supposed to get, it was supposed to be Black Widow the movie, mm-hmm. which led into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which mm-hmm. led into Wandaverse, which then led into, I think Loki, then the Eternals, then Doctor Strange. I believe that's the time. I could be wrong, but I believe that is supposed to be the timeline. And then Spider-Man would have been after Doctor Strange. So I know Sony doesn't like to be told what to do. (laughs) They've shown that before. Yeah. But we were also supposed to get a Morbius movie, too. Yeah, and that's and, can, and we have seen nothing. And Venom 2 was coming out before Morbius when that was supposed to happen the other way around. So I'm just saying, man, if there's one thing I'm familiar with, it's the speculator market. Yeah. I'm speculating that there's stuff that there's cards we haven't been shown. Well, yeah, and it, it's all speculation. And, and I, I'm not going to be one of those Misfisto people that were hoping for him to show up in WandaVision. But what we do know is this. Uh, The Vulture was in Morbius. He was in the Morbius trailer. That's Mm -hmm. already been confirmed. So Vulture is in there. We don't know how he's in there or why he's in there, but he is in there. We have Raimi edition uh, Daily Bugle in Venom. (coughs) And And they've said before that Venom and Morbius are connected. They will be connected. So. I mean, we're hoping for a Sinister Six is what we're hoping for. That's what Sony wants. Sony wants to have, Sony wants to make a movie of every single Spider-Man character just to capitalize on the association to Spider-Man. Not Mm -hmm. just to have a good movie, but just to associate with Spider-Man. Do I think that's a good idea? Not really. Because there there are reasons why some characters are sidekicks or lackeys over being mainstay heroes or villains. And you don't need to have a movie about a villain if they're going to be bad. You don't want people to care about the person that you're supposed to boo. You're supposed to not like. Right. Uh, And I think that by humanizing some of these villains, like they want to do a movie on, uh, uh, what was that villain? Um, Oh crap. I just read it. I read it the other day. That they wanted to do a, vil- uh, a, a movie on a Spider-Man villain, <laughs> Jack Lantern. <laughs> no, the great. They, oh, they wanted to do a Green Goblin movie. I think that okay. was one of the things I heard of. Was they wanted to do a Green Goblin movie, and no, because you're you supposed can. to hate the Green Goblin. You're supposed yeah. to hate him. There already is several Green Goblin movies. They're called Batman. <laughs> yeah, they're called Batman. I don't want to see a Green Goblin movie because you're supposed to hate the guy. Right. I don't want to see an Electro movie because you're supposed to hate the guy. The, the, the other day, you're supposed to have a thread for all these movies, and where is he at? Yeah, exactly. So, was was Sony? I think that they're just trying to get everybody who has an association with Spider-Man to make a movie that honestly doesn't really need a movie. But I, I don't know. It's I don't run Sony. I wish I did. Right. I wish and I shame did. on us because we're only gonna watch them. 
Yeah, yeah, we're still gonna watch them. We're gonna perpetuate the madness. We're gonna we're gonna keep putting spokes in the wheel. Yeah, we're still because gonna watch them. That's who we are as comic fans. Yeah. We, they, you know, they keep putting out storylines and tie-ins, and we keep <laughs> gobbling it up because we want that escapism. Or we, or we wait to just buy the trades and hope for a good story. Right. And hope for a good story. Agreed. But, but, but yeah, I'm just the Venom to the Venom movies. I enjoy them. I own the Venom Steelbook movie. I bought the Steelbook. Um, I find it entertaining. I don't hate it. It could be a lot better. It could be a lot worse too. It could be Toe for Grace. Yeah. But it is yeah. not. It is not. Uh, bad choices were made in that movie, but there are a lot of good things that happened too. So I don't know. I don't know. But I just want to get your opinion on the Easter egg about the Daily Bugle uh, plot point. I mean, if it, if it's potentially going to what we think it's going to, then more power to him, man. Well, get this money. Get this. That, well, that that logo also raises another question because that universe already had a Venom. Right now, keep in mind that character was Eddie Brock Jr. He was a junior in that movie, not a uh, not not a senior. So, you know, I did not give that any thought at all. So just, just just some things to to think about, just just, just something to think about. My head is swimming. It's <laughs> yeah, it's I, I pick up on all the little details. I, I try to pick up on all the little details. So it's I don't know. I see these things and I, I, I ask more questions. So I don't and that's know. the rub, man. At the end of the day, we're, we know we're going to go watch. We know we're going to we're going to tune in, and they know we're going to tune in. Uh, we we're we're weak. The mind is the the, the mind is strong, but the flesh is weak, or whatever. I don't know what the old saying is, but yeah, we're gonna go see it. We're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna go see it. I mean, we complain, but we'll be there day one or day two, okay. or in my case, the day whenever the kids stop talking and we got a sitter. Yeah, so it's one of those that things. Might be, <laughs> but but yeah, we're definitely gonna go see it. Right. Uh, so but yeah. Those are some of the movies that, you know, we're, I, I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to seeing Venom, but I'm going to see it. So I do love the character. Yep. That's what's going to sell it, man. Well, okay. Well, well, let's, okay. Let's, 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 I'll ask you this. What is your favorite Venom storyline? Because you read a lot of Venom. I've read a lot of Venom. Which, which one's your favorite? I mean, just based on nostalgia value, I mean, Lethal Protector is what you know set him off as a character who can carry his own book, mm-hmm. and that's just basically that's just the the teenage me talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, honestly enjoyed uh, Agent Venom. Okay, Agent, Agent Venom uh, with Flash Thompson was a really cool take on what they could do with the symbiote. Um, yes. I, I kind of feel like the Venom Space Knight was kind of a shoehorn thing to capitalize on on Clintar yeah. and all that, just to kind of establish that for later on with the whole the what's going on with Noel and all that. Uh, yeah. Hickman tends to plant his seeds like ten years in advance, and and we're still reaping the benefits. Which I'm not complaining. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, mm-hmm. but like you know, I can take I can leave this Venom Space Knight. It wasn't my favorite. Um, there was a time in, in, in Amazing Spider-Man where Matt Gargan had the uh, symbiote yes. for a little bit, and he was that even was part cool. of the uh, the Thunderbolts as, as yeah. the Venom. Yep. 
Yep. And I think wasn't even wasn't he the Spider-Man from Dark Avengers? When when Norman Osborn yes. took over the Avengers? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he still had the Venom suit. He still yeah. had the Venom suit. So I think that I mean those are the kind of I mean those those little threads were really enjoyable for me. Um, th- what's going on with Noel and all this stuff? I'm so far mm-hmm. behind. I'm I, I'm just buying books out of habit at this point. I, I think <laughs> I've established this before. I'll read on my deathbed or whatever. But, um, like, I, I'm just going by what I remember when I okay. used to actively read. But yeah, those were the ones I really enjoyed. Okay, I, I okay for me, I remember Lethal Protector. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, the one. It was from the tsunami line or the tsunami wave one where it was basically the thing like john carpenter's uh, the thing but done with venom where there's the the base in the arctic where they were experimenting on the symbiote and it got out and it started taking people basically absorbing them like the thing Mm. and it was a good and it had like this kind of had like an anime look to it i forget the mongaverse no this is where this is when the 2000s early 2000s so this was the Jenkins and Ramos run? Yeah, Ramos. It was Ramos. Oh, okay. I, I vaguely remember this run. Yeah. This is this is the wave. They called it the wave or the tsunami or whatever. You had the titles, you had the human torch, or just torch, mm-hmm. where he was like wearing like a surfer. He was wearing like the, the beanie and the sweater and the hoodie and all that. You had torch, you had venom, you had Neymar, uh, you had Sentinel, and you had Trouble. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Those are the titles that he had uh, around that that during that that wave or that new thing. But there's the Venom line, and I like the Venom one. And actually, take that back. It was tied between Venom and Sentinel. But the Venom line was basically it was basically a ripping off the movie The Thing, where it was an Arctic research station. Dog comes over, dog attaches to somebody else. People are becoming infected with Venom while he drains them and like absorbs their life force. You have androids that get involved. He had secret agents. He had double agents. And then all of a sudden, Wolverine shows up. And it's just craziness. It's just super craziness. But it was just a fun uh, uh, miniseries. That sounds cool. I mean, I think I I remember reading some of it. So I'm uh-huh. not completely coherent on the storyline. <clears throat> what sucks now is, which I'll, you know, another side note that just frustrates me as a comic reader and a comic employee, comic shop employee. I don't understand why Marvel isn't capitalizing on reprinting all these collected editions that people have been asking for yeah, and we can't get for them. Like, uh, for instance, what you were just talking about, that whole tsunami line. Yeah. Like, I would like to go back and read that. Impossible without going on paying an arm and a leg for the complete individual issues. But if they put out a $20 trade, I could order that and sell that all day because Venom sells himself. The Sentinel storyline was really good. That series that little mini series is really well done uh and i had hoped because at the time they were doing like the another x-men run where they're visiting the future with like beak and all the other new x-men at the time and a boy and, and this teenager shows up with like this giant sentinel i'm like oh crap is that the character from this the story game? huh well it wasn't like what wasn't it also in the uh, x-men fighting game sentinel no well different same Robot, sort of different uh, character, okay. different characters. Um, but I thought though that was a connection to what I was reading, and I was like, and now when I read it, I'm like, oh, it's different. It's not the same character. Mm. No, nope, never mind. 
but it was really good. But yeah, that Venom storyline was really good. And then there was one where Venom fought Juggernaut. And they were fighting in like hell or something, or they're fighting in like a pit. And this is where like Venom got all those little like those little mini heads on his shoulders. Oh, the madness. Yeah, the madness. Yeah. The madness. That was a good one. I forgot about that. Uh that one that one was great. I, I really liked that one. So, that's, another, I mean, that's another one that whenever I'm putting books in the backstock, I'll have issue two <clears> or issue four. It was like a small <laughs> miniseries. It's impossible to, to be able to sell that to anybody because I just can't seem to get all those issues yeah. together at one time. You have to, yeah, you have to get them all, the collection, to, to be able to sell them. God forbid we put a trade out. But yeah. <laughs> or if you can find a trade at a good price. Oh, you no. Can find you won't. One. You won't. Yeah. Sadly, you won't. No, with the advent of like eBay and Amazon, all these out-of-print trades – Mm-hmm. Uh, outrageous absolutely outrageous and then some people are paying it which is perpetuating the market yeah so, yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 really crazy but yeah but yeah i mean there, there are there are good venom stories but uh hopefully we'll get good venom movies eventually fingers crossed man fingers crossed movies that don't have eminem rapping over them oh venom 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 <laughs> that's all i remember from that song yeah uh, <laughs> oh. that, that, that that was Summer hits or misses. What can you do? Yeah, I'm trying to think of something good to say about that movie Venom. And like, with the exception of Tom Hardy is a great Eddie Brock, the special effects were great. She Venom was great. Mm-hmm. I can't think of much else in there. They put out a pretty sick Marvel Legend of the figure. Uh, they, they put a figure they, out for that. The toys were good. The toys were good. They haven't brought a She Venom back, have they? From the original Marvel, the, from the, from the original uh, Spider-Man classics line, have they? So remember no. they did the, the Spider-Man classics way where there was a she Venom. It was based and, on the Bride storyline. Yeah, the Bride of Venom storyline, and they haven't done that since. I don't think they've done no. that since. So. No, and it's only a matter of time. I mean, you remember the Spider-Man classics, which predated the uh, original Toy Biz Legends. Yes. Um, yeah. They had that Venom in there with a mask, like the face was kind of open. Like yeah, like the face was kind of tearing off. Yeah, um, I wish they would do something like that because what's the bugs? Oh, anyway, uh, sorry <laughs> for those who uh don't have are obviously you're not seeing us, but there was like a bug flying in my face, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I keep my ear to the streets and <laughs> I haven't heard anything about a Venom figure, a Venom bride figure coming out, but that would be yeah. sick. That, that would be pretty cool, that would be pretty cool, that uh, to, to, to see. So with all this Venom talk, we're going to kind of end it here. Yeah, this, 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 uh, we're at, we're at a minute. We're at an hour and 30 minutes. That's 30 minutes less than what we normally do. Pretty much. Yeah. So I guess what you could say is we basically, we drone on for about half an hour about toys usually. Yeah. Usually we'll we'll still be talking about toys and, and we started getting into that era (laughs) and I'm like, no, we got to (laughs) stop. You saw it happening. You saw it happening. happening I'm trying to, I'm trying to stop it from continuing. Right on. From continuing. So, uh, and, and we talk, we, we talk comics, we talk some comic movies, we talk some comic books to read. Uh, I, I will say that, uh, my, again, with, with, with the one I mentioned earlier, Tom Robo, they have gone to Kickstarter now to fund the, the books. And, uh, you can, if you do some of the higher level, higher levels of Kickstarter, you can get some hard cover trades from the rest of the series there. Oh, so, okay. And they're always they're always doing a new Kickstarter. Like every three months, there's a new Kickstarter. This is Red Five, right? The company? Not anymore. They're not with Red Five anymore. Tom Grobo is no longer with them. They dropped out about 
three years ago, I think, three or four years ago. And you can only get them through them. Like, like those are just legit self-publishing under their own label. Yep. They're doing it under their own label. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep, they are. You know, it's only a matter of time. I think your wish may come true. I feel like eventually with all the advent of all the material they're pulling from for comics and and everything, that it's only a matter of time. I mean, there's going to be something going to happen with it. True. Yeah, that is true. Oh, I'm going to say this. I should have mentioned this in my, my top three movies slash TV shows. Static Shock. I was a huge fan of Static Shock. Ooh. I loved that show. That was so cool. Shame I, on me for forgetting about that, man. I mean, and, uh, and I, I and I was I would I had hoped whenever that show came out for an action figure of Static Shock. I know they did the Justice League Illuminated figure that was okay, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. I no. want like a good Static Shock figure because Static Shock was a fun cartoon. I really enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully the movie comes out besides getting talked about being okay, we're going to do it, but then it never happens. I want to see Static Shock. I was going to yeah, throw that out. That would be awesome. I agreed. I want to see Static Shock. So, and the figure, and with the, with, with the way they do figures, sorry, Toy Talk again, it would look awesome. <laughs> yeah. God damn toys. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, like, well, we we've basically ranted and sidetracked and lost topic enough for an hour and a half. You're so, welcome again, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for sticking around. Uh, be sure to you know as I, as we're doing our plugs and our commercials and stuff right here. Uh, be sure to you know check out crossthestreamsmedia.com. Listen to other shows like Three Beers and a Mic, Three Beers and an MCU, Name Pending. Movie Gap, Four Dorksman, Dan Aykroyd, and Charles Bronson Podcast, Burn Appetit. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole buffet of shows that uh, yeah. I admittedly still need to check out as well since we're part of the uh, the network here. Yeah, we're part um, of that network. So I think I'll be doing that. Uh, so maybe next time we talk about what I was listening to, I can I can go in depth on more uh, about that. About, about those shows that we mentioned? Yep. I'll say this. I listen to uh, Three Beers and a Mic pretty we- on a weekly. I listened to Burn Appetit. Uh, hopefully, the hopefully he'll get on iTunes soon. Hopefully, uh, I do listen to Three Beers and MCU. That's entertaining, and uh, I have started listening to The Four Dorksmen, and I have started listening to uh, Movie Gap. All are fun. All are entertaining. They rant and rave like we do. Uh, if you listen to Three Beers and a Mic, just ignore Rami. He doesn't count at all. <laughs> No shame. No shame at all. He's an old man. He looks like George McFly. So be sure to check them out. So, and again, thanks for listening, guys. If you stuck around yeah. this long, give yourself a pat on the back. High five yourself. Go go get a adult beverage if you're legally that age. You like us. <clears throat> you really like us. <laughs> Pretty much. So this is Aaron. And this is your boy Chris. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember, always unfollow, don't unfriend, and whatever you're saying is what you're saying. <laughs> Spade new to your pets. And go and buy heard, a boy or two. And you heard Bob Barker there. So, <laughs> <laughs> until next time, later, guys. Later.
Thanks for listening to Front Row Negative, a Cross the Streams media podcast.